Hello and welcome to the Ginger Bet Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. Well, let's get straight to it. It can only get better in 2021 because we got off to horrendous start um, and you will struggle to achieve um, what we did last week. So I expect some some thanks, some likes and some follows on the back of that spectacular performance when not only did we manage to find the dead last player in a four, uh, 40-man event, uh, we no-cut event may I add, we also managed to find the player um, that finished tied 38th and 39th. So an incredible performance, three of the bottom five in the people that we expanded on last week. So the good news is it can only get better, but it won't change too much this week in terms of the research that's done and the way that we go about it. We'll follow a similar format where we look at the course, then we will go on to the course skills that have been an important factor in having success at uh, the Sony Open in the past um, and help you build um, a picture of the player that you're looking for, whether that be strokes gained around the green, putting, driving distance and so on. Then we'll look at the top of the market where I'll give you my thoughts on where the value lies, the ones that I'd be looking to play if I wanted to play at that range, maybe some selections from myself. Um, and also there will be, um, you know, some thoughts there on DraftKings to help you in playing the daily fantasy sports game that's so popular with golf fans. Um, then we'll look at the middle of the market and give you our thoughts there. Again, it will be on the outright markets and again, a bit of, bit of uh, fantasy sports in terms of DraftKings. And again, the most important bit for everyone that uh, listens in, the long shots. Are we going to be able to find a long shot winner at that 50 to 1 above bracket? Well, my headline tip comes in that bracket this week. So stay tuned. It will be at the back end of the club podcast um in order to get that you could jump straight to the end um and, and get it now but uh, i suggest you tune in and get an idea of what uh, the skill sets could be uh, how the course might likely play uh, and help you make your own selections on top of what we go through today so without keeping you any longer let's get straight to it the sony open then from the picture perfect Hawaii. I'm sure we'll be seeing waves surfing, uh, kite surfing, the full Monty this week on the Sky Sports coverage. Um, so how is this course going to play this week? Well, if we look back at historic results, we can see that people go low there. And I've heard many a pro call it one of the easiest uh, courses on tour. Uh, there are definitely some nuances to it in terms of the... the um, the fairways are, are some of the smaller ones on tour. Certainly, um, playing from the fairway will be a key factor this week. So it's not the easiest driving course in the world. And it doesn't also have the largest greens in the world. So, you know, scrambling, again, I think uh, some people that have listened in in the past will understand that uh, I always look at scrambling uh, recent form in terms of uh, narrowing down my final picks. But I think, again, will come into to play this week, given the small greens that we're playing with. But there's been scores here as low as minus 27, minus 20, minus 22, and 11 under par as last year's winner, which was a bit of an anomaly in Cam Smith. I'm pretty sure that we're going to see lower than that this week. Um, the greens are, are fairly flat compared to what we looked at last week, uh, where we had huge undulations um, at, at the uh, Kapalula course. We don't have that this week. 
The greens are a lot better, um, a lot flatter. And I expect to, unless the wind gets up, to see some very low scores. So we'll be looking for players that can go low. And uh, making pars, you will be going sideways and backwards only this week. So what will be the key skills required this week to have success at the Sodi Open? We're going to take a look back at uh, the last 10 years data, uh, really, and see what have been the key standout stats in terms of getting over the line. Has it been put in approach play, driving, driving distance? And we'll look to build a player profile picture for you and uh, not only give you our thoughts or my thoughts on that but uh, help you make selections uh, give it you know looking at your own um, thought processes and own data sets and things like that so what are going to be the key factors well i think looking at the recent data approach play and greens in regulation are going to be two of the key statistics we're playing on very small greens this week and um, we're also uh, playing in potentially windy conditions, a lot smaller than the average PGA Tour event uh, size greens, and therefore, you know, uh, naturally going to miss more than more than your fair share. Combining the fact the, that with the fact that the fairways are fairly narrow and difficult to to hit in comparison to last week, that means that a lot more players potentially playing from the rough and from out of position making that, that green in regulation stat so much more relevant. So definitely approach play and green in regulation stats are going to be important if you're going to have success this week at the Sony Open. Another key area and narrative that we're going to hear all week long is about driving accuracy. It goes without saying that it's always an advantage to be playing from the fairway in golf, especially given you're going to be going in on courses like this with clubs 8-9, a pitching wedge, and uh, below so it really is important to be playing off the fair uh, off the short stuff uh, to con control your ball and especially on weeks where the scoring is sh so low uh, you know proximity to the whole approach play is just going to be key so you're looking here this week really and uh, this would be a good combination every week is a player that's got solid control of the ball off the tee box that will rule out some of the players at the top of the market for me because I just don't feel that that's their strength. I think there's other courses throughout the tour uh, uh, season that will play to their strengths more when there's more of a factor on scrambling, difficult tracks, etc. So this week, a very low scoring track, um, driving accuracy is important factor. So I'm looking for a player that has good control off the tee box. Uh, they've shown some recent approach, uh, you know, decent form with their approach game and have consistent high green and regulation stats. And then to top that off, I'm definitely going to be taking a look at those putting statistics. Uh, reason being that this week we're on fairly uh, easy greens uh, compared to PGA Tour standard. Uh, plenty of puts will be rolled in. I want someone that is, uh, you know, shown shown that they've consistently outperformed the 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 average that week uh, in terms of putting. And uh, I think that that's going to, as always, if you were to combine, uh, you know, good, good total driving, driving uh, accuracy with uh, approach play and green and regulation stats and perform well that week, you're going to do well on most courses. But particularly this week, more of an emphasis on that side of the game than there is on the, the short game, the wedge game um, and some of the... Uh, skill sets that might come out on more difficult courses throughout this season. So that's the type of player 
that uh, that I'm looking for. And if you know you disagree with some of my picks throughout uh, this week, obviously let me know on social media or you know in any comment boxes that that you that you find the Gingerbread service on. Um, but if not, you know um, that this this profile of a player might help you narrow down your own selections. So let's get into the market review and give you my thoughts on the top of the market, the mid market, and don't forget that all important headline selection that is coming in the outsider's viewpoint at the end. So where does the value lie at the top of the market and who are the players that I think we should be avoiding this week on the PGA Tour at the Sony Open? So we've got eight players sat between uh, Webb Simpson, who's opened up at favourite, a short as 11 to 1 with some bookmakers and as big as 14 to 1 with Bet365. We've got eight players in this range. So I'm just going to reel them off for you. You've got Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Reed, Harris English coming in off the back of a win in a playoff. Daniel Berger, Sunjay Im, Hideki Matsuyama, who managed to finish dead last last week. And finally, Joaquin Neiman, who uh, had the heartbreak of losing a playoff. But I'm sure he will um, bounce back from that. Uh, maybe not this week, but in the coming weeks and during the rest of this year, he's a player that I've had on my radar. And if you listen back to some of the podcasts going back a year when he was 125 to one or longer, 18 months, 100, 100 to one regularly, 66 to one and things, we now have him in firmly at 20 to one in the top of the market. So my thoughts here. Players that I will be looking to avoid, and I'll just summer, give you a quick summary as to reasons why. Patrick Reed, he will be one that I'll be uh, laying on the exchanges this week, and he will be faded on DraftKings lineups uh, throughout. He will not make any of them. Simply just don't think that this week suits him in terms of his course, uh, in terms of the course and his skill set and what's required. I think there's better weeks for Patrick Reed. So at 16 to 1, when I look at other players around him, um, I'm happy to let him go. If I was to look at Harris English coming in off the back of the win, being consistent for best part of uh, a year now. Sunjay Im's stats were phenomenal last week. Um, really consistent. Um, I, 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 you know, Webb Simpson. I, I just feel that uh, that there's better times to pick Patrick. And I think the same could be said for Hideki. He will not be making uh, the DraftKings lineups this week, albeit... You know, I'm sure he'll be he'll be faded by many, and it could be that he provides some value for you in that section. But in terms of the upside of win, I just don't think his game's there. I've, you know, I, I was strong on him last week. I had some good, uh, you know, thought processes to why I liked him, but I just can't jump on board after after what we saw. Um, you know, Webb Simpson comes in here in. Uh, you know, uh, a decent ish Nick. He's had three top fives here, I believe, in the last five or six years, and uh, you know, rightly heads up the market. I'm not sure that he'll make uh, my final selections this week, um, but couldn't understand why I'd play. You know, if I was looking at the top of the market uh, for DraftKings purposes and things like that, I'd be playing. Uh, you know, uh, I've no hesitation to play Web uh, in that price bracket. Um. Look, if I had to make a selection here, and uh, let me be clear, I won't be playing someone in this part of the market this week. I'm going to be firing my bullets further down. Um, it would be Sunjay Im. I, um, he's, he's not got a, a lot of course for, form here, but um, 
at that at that price bracket, twenty two to one with eight places with William Hill, twenty two to one with uh, Unibet and Triple uh, H Sport. He'd be the player that I'd be most tempted in on a outright selection. Uh, but uh, like I said, I think this week's a good week to attack uh, other price ranges with the eight places on offer and um, a fairly open event in terms of its scoring type. I think it brings a lot more players into it. Um, so in terms of the top of the market, players I'd be looking to lay on uh, on DraftKings uh, and Fade would be Patrick Reed, uh, Hideki Matsuyama and uh, Wacky Neiman for, for sure. Um, players that, uh, you know, if tempted to have a bet at this range and really wanted someone to cheer at the top of the market or was looking to, you know, like I say, build out those DraftKings lineups, then Sunjay, Harrius English and Webb Simpson would be would be my thought process there. But uh, but like I say, no outright selection from this section. So let's kick on to that mid range section where we have 20 to 1 to 50 to 1. Lots of players to talk about here, um, so I'm not going to go into lots of players in, in great detail. I'm going to give you a few that are definitely disliked for DraftKings purposes and for betting purposes and touch upon a few that uh, that are making, uh, you know, making their way into my final shortlist. And don't forget, we have the headline pick to come in the next bracket. We have some talent above the 20 to 1 bracket this week. And major winners in Adam Scott in what's a fairly uh, weak field. Uh, we've cut uh, Adam Scott as big as 35 to 1. And any of you who watched uh, the early part of last week's coverage and certainly his first round, he was absolutely dialed in. So he could be somebody that uh, springs to uh, you know uh, attention this week and, and catches my eye uh, as I get into the finer detail later on in the week but certainly from a price perspective and and now he's one that's uh, got my attention at, at 35 to 1. Uh, other players to mention um, uh, that I'm going to touch upon here uh, Abraham, ha- Abraham Amser, uh, Ryan Palmer, Billy Horschel, you know, R- R- yeah, Matt Kuchar, Zach Johnson, major winner, Ryder Cup players and then one that's definitely interesting me and will most likely make a final selection, Sergio Garcia. Tipped up by a few last week to go well. Um, you know, not often that he plays this part of the the season. Uh, is it is it with a view on securing his Ryder Cup place at the end of the year? Um, but he seems to be motivated. Ball striking last week was um, pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't have the stats right in front of me. But uh, from memory, he his tee to green game was on song. His approach game was on song, uh, and therefore he's someone that's uh, definitely uh, coming under close consideration for me this week. I, um, I also think that from a DraftKings perspective, um, potentially last week he, he he was he's quite well talked about in various uh, social media uh, sites and outlets out there, and it's uh, it, it could be that a bit like Hideki, um, it might be might be a player that people have left alone um, and could could bounce back with a vengeance. Uh, so, you know, for those of you that uh, do follow Sergio, do like him, uh, I, I wouldn't be putting you off at a standout price of 45 to 1 with some of the companies out there. Uh, he's, um, yeah, he, he was in decent form last week. So, you know, gain, gaining strokes off the tee, uh, was critical or is critical this week and 
think it goes without saying that that you know it's a strength of his. His ball striking, Tita Green is brilliant. He like tied tenth or eleventh last week, and losing a stroke around on on the greens, you know, is a pretty good effort. So if he can get that flat stick um, working a bit better, he you know I think he can outrun his odds this week at forty five to one. So certainly making some of my fantasy lineups and and potentially a full outright pick um, as the week goes on. Russell Henley, a past winner, he also falls into this section and could be popular this week. But uh, returning from a break, I think that there's better weeks uh, for, for Russell ahead this season. I think this week will be about getting into the swing of things and getting off to you know getting off to a solid start. He did win here on day de- in debut uh, some years back, um, but hasn't had a top ten since. Um, Another player that uh, could be overlooked this week because he's put in is often abysmal, but he's made the cut every every year at the Sony Open. Uh, shows some signs of a bit more consistency in weaker field events at the back end of last year, and it's a favourite of mine is Emiliano Grillo. Um, on a course that requires driving accuracy, distance isn't a factor really. It's always a benefit. Small greens where approach plays key and greens in regulation and put in to be fairly easy on flat surfaces. Type of course at 50 to 1 that I could see him outrun his odds. Uh, like I say, made the cut here every year, but without troubling the leader uh, to, too often. I think he's a player that will uh, form part of my DraftKings lineups for sure, and will will be one that, uh, the, the one that makes my outright selections potentially um he, he doesn't often get over the line but he's certainly a player that with eight places in a field like this and with the type of player that i'm looking at um could could, could uh, potentially like sergio make a final selection but he, i wouldn't put put it put you off them too if you uh were, were looking um just touching on players that I'll be looking to avoid here, uh, DraftKings purposes, Charles Hal could be really overbet. He's uh, had a great record here, and just often an auto bet when people look at the course history form, he could get slightly more picks than than you know than than you'd want. So unless you're going to go for over ownership on him, he could be one that you look to to avoid. Um, one again, another, um, and there are so many in this range that Matt Kuchar, he just won't be for me this season, really. I don't think, uh, and uh, from betting purpose this week, uh, you know, you preferably, I think, had a, I had it out in last week and um, and come into here in in better form than he has in the last eighteen months. So just be, you know, given the reputation that he has. Um, it could be that uh, he's one that, again, is overplayed in DraftKings and, and that you could avoid it if you wanted to get some value on your side and be contrary to, to what's going out out there. Uh, and the same can be said for Abraham Anser. Uh, I, I love Abraham and we'll be backing him, I'm sure, throughout the season. But again, one that, that this week, uh, just happy to, to look over. Um, so that's a, a, a quick overview of that mid-market section. Uh, like I say, in terms of players that could make outright selections, I'd be looking at Sergio Garcia. I'm really interested in him at 45 to one with one company, and as the exchanges form, it'll be interesting to see where where he ends up. Um, Emiliano Grillo again for similar reasons to Sergio, I, 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 50 to one with the eight places on offer. Um, he is uh, someone that I'm looking more closely at. 
and players that I'd be looking to avoid uh, in terms of uh, the DraftKings side of things. Charles Howell, I think he could be overbet because of the, the course history and similar thing for Matt Kuchar and reputation uh, and and things. So uh, without keeping you waiting any longer, let's get on to my headline selection of the week and somewhat controversial. Drum roll. If I knew how to enter one, I'd probably put one in right now because I've been keeping you all waiting for this headline selection that is in the outsider bracket, what I call 50 to 1 and above in on the PGA Tour. I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer. Who is that headline selection? It is Mark Leishman, the Aussie from Down Under. Let me tell you why he's my headline selection this week and why I think that you should get on board. He's 66 to 1 with Skybet, eight places, Unibet with six places. He will not be 66 to 1 with those firms when you when Wednesday morning comes around. You know, the eight places on offer with Skybet will not last and uh, I can't believe that the 66 to 1 standout will last with with uh, Unibet and Triple Eight Sports, who um, uh, don't sure if they use the same price in firm, but the same price on nearly every single golf selection, in uh, or they are the same price on every golf selection. So, Mark Leishman, why? Well, he loves it when it's low. He's um, an attacking golfer. Uh, he is someone who can bounce back from. Uh, poor performances. I think he's often won after missing a cut, but uh, he didn't uh, threaten the leaders last week. But he sat, he, he had an awful end to 2020. Um, he's he would not be if he'd have shown anything like uh, 66 or one for this. Like if you, I reckon he could be as low. If you've got Joaquin Neiman and you look at the pedigree of Neiman coming off a decent week last week. Uh, PGA Tour win to, to his name, not really. Oh, he threatened at one of the majors, didn't he? But albeit at a distance, uh, really. Leishman threatened at the Masters numerous times, other majors, won big tournaments, a, a multi time winner on the PGA Tour, 66 to 1, because he's just not shown form over the past three or four months. But that changed slightly last week. His approach play, which I think is key this week, was Bob on. It was top notch um, and his tee to green game was good. And these are the areas that just haven't been clicking for him. And um, I'm glad that, that I've seen those signs and just don't think that we're going to get opportunities like 66 to one on a player like that in in such a winnable event. He just loves it when he go load, he roll, he gets on heaters and he can roll off four, five, six birdies on the trot. Um he puts well, uh, he's very aggressive, so he's going to, you know, if he's in contention come Sunday, he's going to be right at it. And um, you know that uh, if he's behind the eight ball after nine or, you know, 14, 15 on day one, he's going to be right at it. Uh, that's how he plays the game. Uh, so really keen, plays the world wind well, um, good course history, likes it when it goes low. I just can't get off him like cue egg on my face, but. I am mega keen on Mark Leishman this week, and he's my headline selection in the uh, in the whole event, and certainly in the fifty to one and above bracket. So get on now, I, you know, potentially pause this podcast because that price will not last. It will not last. Right, I was excited to bring you that. Can you tell? Um, 
let's talk about a few of the others in this price range and that uh, could potentially make a selection later in the week. Like I say, if you follow social media, I'll uh, confirm my selections come Thursday. Um, but uh, that is certainly my headline selection. We've got Sergio potentially going to make it. We've got Grillo potentially going to make it to the final casting list. Um, let's get on to some of the others in that 50 to 1 and above bracket. Who else can we be looking at then in this um, 50 to 1 and above price range? Well, there's no outright selection made by myself just yet at the time of recording, um, you know, 8 p.m. on Monday evening here. So um, I have plenty of time to make my final decisions. Uh, it, like I say, if I think there's something really price sensitive, then I'll fire my bullets uh, on the Monday, which uh, I've done with Mark Leishman. Uh, like we touched upon, uh, Sergio certainly coming under close consideration. So, Loads of players in this bracket that I can talk about. So I'm going to pick out a few for DraftKings purposes. And for those that, um, you know, if you're, you know, as we've discussed the player profile, uh, some of these players might be on your short list, then, you know, might it might help you choose choose one way or another. So player that I'm looking at um, is Siwoo Kim. He's uh, fourth here on debut. Um, I've liked uh, what I've seen in the off season, just from social media accounts and following him in various forms. He seems to be working hard on his game. Uh, seems to be a bit more uh, consistent in physically uh, consistent. Um, so uh, th those things are going to be important for him because he's been a bit injury prone, and it'll be good to see him put back to back weeks and uh, you know decent seasons together, uh, having shown such promise at uh, certain points last year. So I wouldn't put you off uh, Siwoo Kim. Whether he'll make a final outright pick for me, not sure. But certainly from DraftKings perspective, uh, he, he's one to consider. Uh, another would be Hudson Swafford. Um, those lucky enough to back him uh, last year in his, in, in his victory, um, you know, waited a while for that. Um, often get uh, Hudson and Harris English uh, confused when I look at them. Or, and I don't know why. Their career paths are completely different. But uh, I'm sure there's a few of, the, a few of you that have done so. So again, Hudson, uh, decent uh, record at this event. Uh, coming off obviously last year, uh, his first win in some time. Uh, three top tens here in in seven visits, two hundred and fifty to one uh, plus in places. I wouldn't put you off that if uh, you know if you're looking for a real speculative bet, someone who's got good course form. We know it stands up at this track. Um, he's uh, had a win in the last twelve months and has three top tens, uh, at, that's, uh, you know, uh, certainly a good story to, and to and a good reason to put him forward, certainly in those DraftKings lineups. And another player that's uh, catching my eye, Henrik Norlander. Um, those that you uh, follow European Tour make me slightly more familiar with him. Um, ninth here last year, I believe, uh, also had a top 20 here back in 2015, maybe 16. Um, really good ball striker, obviously not a consistent player, hence his world ranking and things, but 140 to 1 and above, 150 to 1 in places. Um, again, on the outright side of things, wouldn't put people off and, uh, um, and certainly could form part of your DraftKings lines up, lineups at the lower end of the market, you know, to help stack out those, those, uh, those six player teams. Uh, other notables, I think, just from a DraftKings point of view, they're not going to make outright selections for me. But players that I'm looking at, um, uh, Russell Knox uh, showed glimpses of getting back into form at the end of last season after an awful period. Um, I'm not sure if that was injury related, but uh, he, he was certainly in the doldrums for a period of time. 
on a track that doesn't require length uh, is about greens in regulation, driving, accuracy and things like that. I think they play to, to his strength. So uh, wouldn't put you off uh, choosing Russell Knox. Uh, certainly if you've got some Scottish blood in you, uh, be one to cheer on. Uh, Pat, Pat Perez, uh, when it's a birdie fest, uh, relatively easy traditional golf course. Uh, he's someone that you know uh, can often outperform his uh, position in the in the DraftKings marketplace. Again, wouldn't make an outright selection, um, but uh, certainly one to consider. And then Chris Kirk, uh, uh, you know, shout out to Chris Kirk. Really battled a lot of demons over the past couple of years. Uh, those that you can read about on social media and things, um, and. He's, he's he's come back. He's playing on the on the tour regularly now. Um, not reached the heights that he once did, but he's someone who can get out of the blocks quick. When the scoring's easy, he can go low. He has a second here, a fifth here. Um, he's got for, you know three top tens and four missed cuts amongst ten appearances, which you know uh, shows you the volatility in a player that's ranked where he is in the official golf world rankings, but. There's potentially a lot of upside there. And when the scoring's low, it's the type of event that I'd look to play Chris Kirk in. So thank you for listening. I hope that you've got something out of uh, the, the past uh, 25, 30 minutes. Uh, like I said, the player profile that we're looking for to the, this week, um, someone that's got good control of their golf ball off the tee, good approach and uh, greens in regulation stats and you know, be a benefit if they're putting is uh, showing some recent form and things like that. So that's the type of player that we're looking at. Headline selection, as I've said, is Mark Leesham without a shadow of a doubt. Take that 66 to 1. I'd be shocked if it's uh, there on Wednesday morning. Um, and uh, other players under close consideration for outright picks at this stage are Sergio Garcia, Emiliano uh, Grillo, and uh, Siwoo si- 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 Kim is potentially going to get into that. So uh, you've heard my thoughts on DraftKings. Um, if you do uh, enjoy the content that's being produced, uh, it would be great if you could subscribe to one of the social media channels, uh, GingerBets on Twitter and GingerBets on Instagram. And you can also follow and subscribe to the Be Good uh, Golf Betting Podcast. So the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher uh, and uh, all the other major podcast houses out there. Um, it would be uh, great if, um, if if I could get a few more subscribers on, on those channels. Um, I look forward to updating you all with any picks on on Thursday morning before the event kicks off, any further outright selections to the three players that uh, I've really touched upon. And um, as as ever, if the weekend uh, is showing signs of promise, then there might be some uh, selections at the halfway stage to cover positions, to take advantage of other positions, etc. Last week, when you were sat with Hideki out of the picture, Mackenzie Hughes out of the picture, uh, you know, that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to uh, make for fire further money at bad money already on the table um, but that isn't the opportunity to do that there'll be better times to do that throughout the year and uh, as ever if there's any two ball thoughts I'll, be, I'll bring you those on the social media channel so please do subscribe thank you for listening speak to you next week over and out